Oh, come on. Let's give Jesus Christ the greatest applause for what he's done in our lives. Wow. It is so great to be here at Eternity Church. It's the world's greatest church name, Eternity Church. I mean, how do you top that? Right? Well, I go to Destiny Church. Well, big deal. I go to Eternity Church, you know. I see your destiny and raise you in eternity. It's awesome, man. But it's so great to be here tonight with you and with my friends, Jesse and, and Lauren, Pastor Jesse and Lauren. Uh, I tell you, um, I met them about four months ago, and immediately our hearts were knit together because we realize that we are in a battle together and we're standing on the whole council of God's word together and fighting the good fight. We love you so much. We, we applaud you guys for the stand that you're taking at this church, in this community. God needs your voice here in Des Moines. So stay strong, stay strong. Turn the person next to you, give them a high five and tell them you look like you've lost weight and you can be seated. I'd say I am blown away by this amazing attendance on a Saturday night uh, here in Des Moines, Iowa. I left Phoenix yesterday. It was 78 degrees and sunny, and I arrived here. It's 37 degrees today, but I'd say I, I, love the, I love the cold weather. We get so much warm weather in Phoenix that it's refreshing to be here in this amazing climate. I know what you're saying. No, bring the warm weather. We want the warm weather. But what a joy it is to be here. And once again, I just want to say, I just, I just commend this church. And I, I commend the leadership of this church for, for taking a stand. You know, the, the stand that your pastors have taken in this community used to be mainstream in the church just 20 years ago. The messages you're hearing right now used to be mainstream in America. And uh, the church has lost its way in so many different ways and regards. And it's good to know that we have some people who are rooted and grounded in the truth, who are leading the way and teaching the whole Word of God. Well, tonight, um, I want to talk to you right from my heart about something that's very important, really near and dear to my heart. The name of our church is Dream City Church. We believe in dreaming big things for the glory of the Lord. And, uh, you know, when a new year turns over, every year I start asking myself, what's new out there? What is new out there that can help me break through to my dreams and my destiny? I want to go to a new level in 2023. So what's new out there? Is there a new podcast? Is there a new book I can read? What's new and fresh out there? You know, I think sometimes in life we think that the key to breaking through to a new level in life is to find something new. And our culture is enamored with new, right? If it's shiny, if it's glittery, glittery, we want it. So, so a new iPhone comes out. Pastor Jesse was complaining about his iPhone 14 not functioning today. A new iPhone comes out. What do we say? This old one is lame, but the new one, oh, man, that's going to be the ticket. Or maybe, you know, uh, we didn't manage our time properly last year, but we say all that's going to change because now I found this new app. And this new app is going to be the key to my breakthrough to managing my time. Or maybe we say, I wasn't real healthy last year with my eating habits, but all that's going to change because I got a new juicer. And this new juicer is going to change my life. Let me say it this way. I think sometimes we think we can buy our way to a breakthrough. 
We think the breakthrough we're looking for in life, relationally, physically, spiritually, mentally, will come as a result of something new. It's almost as though we believe God is withholding something from us. And if we can just get a hold of the secret and and crack the code and get a hold of that new thing, that new thing will be the thing that changes everything in our lives. Well, I want to propose to you tonight that God is not withholding anything from us. But I want to propose to you that the breakthrough that you're looking for is not going to come through something new or shiny or flashy. The breakthrough is going to come through something that you already have. I want to propose to you that God has given you everything you need to go to a new level. Everything you need for the breakthrough. But maybe you haven't received the breakthrough yet because you're looking at what you already have as being common. Because it's not new. I want to propose to you that God is not nearly as impressed with new as he is with consistent. And if you would take some of the things you hold in your hand and be consistent with them, that's the key to the breakthrough. Now, look, I know this isn't the kind of message that gets you on your feet and shouting hallelujah. But if you will allow this to shift your mindset tonight, this could be the word that changes everything in your life. Because breakthrough is not found in something new. Breakthrough is found in the consistent. And there's a great story about this in the book of Joshua. Most of you know the story. I'll read a few verses and then I'll elaborate on it. Joshua 6 and verse 1. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its kings and its fighting men. March around the city once with all your armed men. Do this for six straight days. Notice, same thing. Every day for six days. Nothing new, same thing. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Now, sometimes you hear a pastor say something like this. Give the Lord a great shout of praise. Why do we say that? Because there is power in what comes out of our mouths. The Bible says that life and death, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So we can speak negative words over our future or positive words of life over our future. Because there's power that comes out of our mouths. Look, I am sure that it seemed crazy to Joshua and his soldiers that a shout would cause the wall of Jericho to fall. But God was not looking at their shout as much as he was looking at the faith it took to give the shout. And it could be here tonight that God is waiting for you to declare something over your life. Declare something over your family. Declare something over your future. And it's that declarative shout that's going to be the faith that God will see. That brings some walls down in your life. So now look at this. God says, I want you to march around the wall of Jericho one time a day for six straight days. On the seventh day, I want you to march around seven times and then blow the trumpet and give a shout. I want to declare to you tonight that in this season ahead of you, the power is not in the new. The power is in the same. Everybody say same. Power is not in the new. 
The power is in the same. And when you repeat the right same over and over and over and over, there is a compounding power in doing the right same. Let me illustrate. I watched the Phoenix Suns today beat the Clippers. They're at 3-1 to one in the series. It's a beautiful thing. The star of our team is a young guy named Devon Booker. Devin Booker is a kid, 22 years old. He has already hit more three-point game-winning shots than 99% of the guys in the NBA will ever hit. See, when he's charging down the court with a millisecond left on the clock, and he stops, and he pulls up at the three-point line, and he extends and releases that ball, and it flies to the air, and it goes through the hoop. Swish! Suns win! That was just luck, right? Sheer luck, right? No way. That was not the first time he has shot a three-point shot. Actually, he has shot tens of thousands of three-pointers from that three-point line until his forearm and his shoulder are completely worn out. Same gym, same form, same technique, over and over and over. No people in the stands cheering. No stadium full of people. But when the money was on the line and he pulled up and the spotlight was on, his, the power of same propelled him into his destiny. And that's why they're paying the big bucks today. There is a compounding power in doing the right same over and over and over again. When I was 14 years old, I got my first job at a construction site during my summer months in high school. I felt like it was such a privilege and an honor to work. I couldn't believe that someone would pay me to work when I was 14 years old. Every day in the summertime, my dad would get me up at 4 o'clock, drive me down to the construction yard, and I was working on apartments and Sweeping out apartment complexes and digging holes and things like that. I made $4 an hour, minimum wage. When I got my first paycheck, $160, I thought, this is all the money in the world. I'll never be able to spend all this money. I was so happy to have a paycheck. My dad sat me down. And he said, son, I just want to talk to you for a few minutes about the blessing that God has given to you. He said, do you, owe, do you want to be successful in life? I said, Absolutely. He said, do you always want to have money in your account? I said, absolutely. Do you want God's blessing upon your life? I said, absolutely. He said, I want you to pay three people, three entities, every single time you get a pay increase or, or a paycheck. And he said, who's the person that's most responsible for you having this $160? And I said, well, I guess the answer would be God, right? He said, yeah. God gave you a body. God gave you a mind. God gave you a job. Why not pay the first person who's most responsible for you having this job? And that's God, 10%. He said, then I want you to pay the second person who is responsible for you having that job, which is you, son. You got up in the morning. You worked really hard. You were a, a good employee. Why don't you pay yourself 10%? Why don't you put 10% in a mutual fund? that you will never touch as long as you live until you retire one day. And do that every single time that you get a paycheck. I said, okay. And then he said, the 80% remains. Why don't you live on that and then enjoy life on the 80%? And now you can really enjoy life because you've done the right thing. You've, you've taken care of God and you've taken care of your future. Now you can enjoy the 80% under the blessings of God who will multiply the 80% in your life. I want to tell you, I looked at my account the other day, 
I've been putting 10% in for, now I'm 53 years old now, what is that, 30 years? I couldn't believe the power of compounding interest. I'm in a really good spot today because of the power of doing the right same over and over and over again. Now look, I know it's no fun to, it's not cool to put 10% away every month. What's cool is to, you know, get a new car, get some new shoes and post on Instagram. Hey everybody, how you like my new shoes, you know? You hardly ever see anybody posting, hey, everybody, I, I crossed a new savings goal this month. Aren't you proud of me? You don't see that, right? I want to tell you, new is exciting, but same is powerful. Same will serve you well. Now, there's also wrong same. And these are things that we need to let go of in life because they keep us stuck. First of all, there's something called stupid same. And that's we keep doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result. And just let me just say this. If we drag into 2023 some of the things that we held on to in 2022, uh, that's called stupid same. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm saying the behavior is stupid because it keeps us stuck. Then there's stubborn same, right? I don't want to change because... I've been doing it this way for so long, and I don't like what it's producing in my life, but you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, if you have a really good trainer, you can. Come on, somebody. <laughs> then there's scared same, right? I know, I know this relationship, I mean, it's not healthy. It's not God-honoring. I don't like what it's doing to me, but I'm afraid if I leave this person, I might be alone. Or maybe I don't like this habit. It's destructive in my life, but if I walk away from it, Maybe there would be this gaping hole in my spirit. See, wrong same will keep us stuck. Oh, but then there's right same. And this is the same that we do. Listen carefully. Because God has spoken a word to us. And when we follow that same, that's what gives us the breakthrough. Look, Israel got a word from God. What was the word? I want you to march around the wall one time a day for six straight days. On the seventh day, march around seven times and blow the trumpet and give a shout. No matter how ridiculous that may have sounded, that was a word from God. And whenever God speaks a word to us, it's always the right same. And it's the right same to follow again and again and again and again until we get the breakthrough that God wants us to have. But now here's the problem with same. Sometimes when you're in the middle of doing the right same over and over again, often you don't see the progress. And so there's this temptation to want to quit. I don't see any momentum in this marriage, so I need to find somebody new. I don't see any movement in this career, so I think I'll walk away from it, give up on all the ground I've made over the years, and try something new. I don't see any change in my body, so I need to find a new gym. Orange Theory is lame. It's not doing it for me. Genesis, you know, gyms are no good. Anytime fitness is not working, what I need is Planet Fitness because I can just go there and hang out and not work out, and nobody will judge me while I'm eating Tootsie Rolls, you know, in their gym days, you know, right? If you work out there, you know, they give you Tootsie Rolls. You can work out there. It's kind of counterintuitive, right? So... So what do we do? We keep moving and we keep changing because sometimes in the middle of the same, we don't see the progress and there's a strong temptation to give up in the middle of doing the right same. I mean, can you imagine the Israeli army marching around the wall of Jericho? 
It's day three. And Joshua says, hey, anybody see any plaster falling off these walls yet? No, nothing here. How about you guys? You, you feel any rumbling in the earth? Nothing over here. Imagine Joshua had to motivate these guys. It's now day seven. We're going to march around not one time today, but seven times. Okay, guys? Are you with me? It's like crickets, right? Because they weren't seeing any progress in the middle of doing the right same. And it's interesting to me that God told the soldiers not to even talk to each other while they're marching around these walls. Just be silent, he said. Why? Because he knew that just one naysayer, just one doubt pillar who would spread the germ of this is not working, this is stupid, God's not going to come through for us, would cause them to quit prematurely. Because sometimes in the middle of doing the right same, you don't see the results. How many of you are in this place are parents? Raise your hand real high. You'll relate to this. When Angel and I were, when our kids were younger, they're both married now, out of the house. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I mean, I mean, uh, I love my kids. Amen. Uh, but uh, we tried to do the right thing as parents when we were raising our kids. We're going to have dinner as a family X number of nights during the week, around the dinner table. Okay? And so many times while we were doing that, we were like, why are we even doing this? This is a disaster. Because you got one kid that starts crying, and my wife backhands another kid, you know, and sends her to her room. And we throw our hands up like, why are we doing this? It's the right thing, the right thing to do, but it seems like it's not working or making a difference. Or you make a commitment to pray every single day in 2023. God, I need direction for my life. And you said, if I will call out to you, you will answer me. You will show me great and mighty things. So I'm going to pray every single day. So January 1, you're praying. You're on your knees. January 2, you're on your knees. You're praying. Day 3, day 4, day 5. But around day (laughs) 6, what happens? Where are you, God? I don't see any plaster falling off this wall in my life. I don't see any rocks falling out. I'm showing up, I'm praying, I'm marching. I don't see any walls coming down. And God says, no, you just need to keep doing the same. You don't need something new. Just keep doing the same over and over and over and over. And over time, faithfulness will produce fruitfulness. If you'll keep doing the same. You see, it's often not until hindsight that we see what God was doing in the middle of our same. It's often not until we get removed from the situation that we look back and we say, God was moving all the time. I just couldn't see it. I just couldn't feel it. But even though I can't see it, he's working. Even though I can't feel it, he's working. He never stops working. So glad I didn't stop doing the right same when I was on the verge of my breakthrough. Let me just say it this way. Your potential, man, I look around this place here tonight, and there's tremendous potential. Your potential this year and beyond is all wrapped up in the patterns that you have right now. I need to say it again. Your potential, good or bad, is all wrapped up in the patterns that you have right now. Whatever you want for your tomorrow, you are creating today by your patterns. I want to say this, no matter how much faith you have, good faith can't overcome bad patterns. 
No matter how much praying you do, good prayer can't overcome bad patterns. Uh, Some of you may know my story. Back in 2020 during COVID, uh, we, my daughter and I went on an 800-mile hike. We trained all year in 2020, the Arizona Trail, from the border of Arizona, Utah, all the way down to Mexico, 118,000 feet of elevation gain. It's it's, It's the hardest of all the national trails. I mean, it is just rigorous. During that trail, a boulder, 7,000-pound boulder, dislodged from the mountain. I won't go into the story in detail, but it hit me in the back, and it rolled me down the mountain. It broke my femur. It broke my hip, my left forearm, three of my ribs. It almost killed me. covered my whole body except for my head. Had to be helicoptered out of this thing and, you know, and uh, brought to a trauma center in the hospital for, for 10 days recovering. And uh, that happened at the 500-mile mark. And uh, this past fall, two years later, I went back on the trail to finish those 300 miles. I got it all done by the help and glory of God. And so it was awesome. But I want to tell you, I was really excited about getting back on the trail because I thought, man, when I get on that trail, I can eat whatever I want. I'm doing 20 miles every single day. I can eat whatever I want, and I'll never gain any weight. I'll, I'll be in really good shape. And so I, um, <laughs> I uh, went back on the, I, I'm not quite ready yet, I'm sorry. So I, I, I may have given you the wrong cue, but don't play me off yet, all right. <laughs> but uh, so I was so excited about getting back out on the trail. And uh, I, I could gorge myself, I could eat whatever I want. And this is what I found out. I went 20 miles every day for like 15 straight days. And at nighttime, they would pick me up off the trail. I would eat a steak and a banana split. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, burning so many calories every day. And this is what I found. I found that you can't out-hike a bad diet. <laughs> you can't. No matter how many miles you hike, you cannot out-hike a bad diet. And you cannot out-pray bad patterns. God, please give me a financial breakthrough in my life. I just want your breakthrough in my life. I don't want to change my spending patterns. I want to keep spending money I don't have. I don't want to tithe, Lord, but just give me a breakthrough. God says, no, change your patterns. Change your pattern. God, give me a breakthrough in my marriage. I just want to have intimacy with my spouse. I I don't want to really date her or romance the thing anymore, but just give me the breakthrough. God says, no, change the pattern. Change the pattern. Well, Lord, I want to know your purpose for my life. I want to know your destiny. I don't want to get involved in the next steps here at the church and learn my spiritual gifts so I can serve. God says, no, change your pattern. You see, we want, sometimes we want God to sprinkle fairy dust powder over our lives and magically make us change without changing our patterns. But our potential is in our patterns. I was uh, watching television a few weeks ago I saw this Geico commercial of Pinocchio. Have you seen this commercial? And Pinocchio is giving a motivational speech. And he's talking to a a room full of unmotivated people. And he says to them, I look in this crowd and there's tremendous potential. And his dog goes, whoop. And there's world changers out here. Whoop. You know, he's just just hyping them up, right? And I I thought to myself, I, I could stand up here tonight. And say, man, your future is so bright. 
And God's going to do amazing things in your life in this year. And your breakthrough is on the way. And I believe there is potential in this place. And I believe your breakthrough is on the way. But the truth is, I really don't know. If you show me your patterns, I could tell you. And I might tell you that you're running your life into a ditch. Or I might tell you that your future is bright and the sky is the limit. But I don't know until I look at your patterns. Because it's the patterns that you and I get up every single day and do over and over and over and over that are determining our destiny. See, breakthrough is not found in a moment. Breakthrough is found in moments. It's those little things we do over and over and over in the moments of life. And then one day it's like, bam, breakthrough. Look what God's doing in their life. There is no such thing as overnight success. In any area of life, success happens because there was a pattern that was followed over and over and over. And then all of a sudden, all your friends say, look at Jim's life, man. He is really experiencing God's blessing and breakthrough. And yes, God did it, but God did it through the person who practiced the patterns over and over and over in the moments of life. Then they received the breakthrough. The potential is in you tonight. I just wish I could... Sit down with every one of you and personally talk to you about the potential that God has for your life. But the potential is in your pattern. So God gives us these patterns like Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things will be given unto you. What's the pattern? The pattern is to get up every single day and put God first in every area of your life. Your financial life, your relational life, your spiritual life, your mental life. Put God first. That's a pattern. Or Matthew 6, 14. If you forgive others their offenses, God will forgive you of your offenses. Just be a forgiver, a big-hearted person. That's a pattern. Or Luke 6, 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you, a pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Just be a big-hearted, big-spirited, generous person. That's a that's a pattern in our life. But here's a problem with patterns. If we don't get the breakthrough in the timeline we think we should get the breakthrough, then we want to give up on the pattern too soon. Well, I talked to a guy a few weeks ago. Luke, Pastor Luke, I tried tithing last year, and God did not come through for me. So, yeah, how long did you tithe? Four weeks, four straight weeks, and there was no breakthrough. I wanted to say, could it be that you were on the fourth time around the wall and things were starting to break loose, but you gave in too soon? Your potential is in your pattern. Now, I'll close with this. Thank you. You're so patient. You're amazing. All right. Every year at our church, we begin with 21 days of prayer. And um, this year is our 10-year anniversary of me being the pastor of our church. 2013, but actually we have something in common because J Pastor Jesse and I were talking today that we both began 10 years ago. So this is like our, 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 the, the conclusion of our decade of ministry here. And a whole new decade is getting ready to take place. And I've been talking to Jesse, and you have no idea the dreams and the goals and the aspirations that are in your pastor's hearts. Isn't it good to have a dreamer as a pastor? I mean, I, now listen, I would tell you I would tell you about his dreams for you, but it would scare you to death because you got to pay for it, all right? <laughs> but it's good to have a dreamer as a pastor. Back in 2013, I'd just become the pastor, 
And I began to, every, every January, I journalized my prayers just to, so I can go back later on and, you know, see what I wrote down, what I was thinking during that year. Well, this year, I began to journalize my prayers, looking forward to a new year. And I thought to myself, I wonder what I wrote in my journal back in 2013 when I was just starting. I want, I want to share with you what I wrote down, just six things. Here's the first one. Pray on the mountain every single day. We have a mountain behind our church on our campus. Pray every day on the mountain for God's dream and God's vision for the future. Number two, read God's word. Read the Bible every single day. That was my goal for 2013. Number three, do a Daniel fast. Fast for God's dream for your future. 21 days. Number four, family night. I wrote that down. Once a week, take my family out to dinner and see a movie or something. Spend time with my kids. I didn't want to try to win the whole world and lose my kids. So that was very important, family night. Number five, work out. Stay in shape so you can be healthy and strong and, you know, keep the dream alive and move forward. And then number six, I just wrote down, start a human sex trafficking relief ministry. Okay? When I look at what God has done in our church over the past 10 years, we've gone from, from one large campus where my dad used to pastor to nine locations now in 10 years. We've become America's largest human sex trafficking relief organization. We have over 250 rooms for young ladies and young men who have been trafficked, uh, trafficked sexually. I could go on, but when I look at all that God has done at our church and in my life and with my children, our family, He has done in large part because of the patterns that I put in place. So, I, you know, 10 years later now, I look at these patterns and nothing has changed. Praying on the mountain, still doing it every single day. Nothing new, nothing sexy, nothing flashy. Still meeting with God every day. Reading God's word every day, still doing the same thing. Nothing's changed. Just same over and over again. 21-day Daniel fast. We just finished a couple months ago as a church. 21 days of fasting. Still doing the same thing every year. Family night. Well, my kids are married now, so it's just Angel and I. They're out of the house, which is actually much better, you know, for Angel and I. But we're still doing the date night thing. Working out. Just finished 300 miles in November. Still doing the same. Human trafficking, now the largest in America. Still, when I look at what God has done, He has done in our life because of the power of compounded same. Doing the right thing over and over and over and over. So I want to close by asking you, what are your current patterns predicting about your future? Can you look at your current patterns right now and say, these patterns in my life are going to lead me to the life I really want to live, to the life that God wants me to live? Well, Luke, I just really want to know God. I just want to know that the plan of God and the intimacy of God. Well, do you have a pattern in your life that would support that goal? Do you have a pattern of faithfulness to God's house? Because that's a pattern that will lead you to knowing God. Do you have a pattern of reading the precious, timeless words of God in the Bible? You see, God's will for your future is in God's word. If you want to know God's will, read his, read his word. Do you have a pattern of giving generously to the work of God? Because what you put your money in, into 
your heart is right there. What are the patterns in your life? Because it's the patterns you have right now that are holding the key to your future. So here's my challenge to Eternity Church. Would you give one year of your life to Pastor Jesse and Eternity Church and get locked into some brand new patterns right here at Eternity? And I promise you this, if you'll do this, if you'll do this, it will change your life. Now, at the end of this year, if you really go all in and nothing happens and just go do what you want to do, but let me tell you what's going to happen. If you will go all in and establish the patterns of, of being here, not just once a month, but four times every single month, and getting involved and serving and giving and, and tithing, these are patterns that will change your life. And it won't take a year. In a couple months, you'll come to Pastor Jesse. And you say, remember that thing that Luke told us to do? Well, I went all in and did it. And my life is completely changed by the power of God because your potential is in your patterns. All right. So one final thing. I'd like to ask you to stand to your feet for just one little wrap-up for about 90 seconds. And here we go. I know that this message has been really targeted toward our hearts today. I want to give you some really good news now. How many are ready for some really good news? Raise your hand real high. Last thought. Not only is there power in our sameness, but we serve a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and there is power in his sameness too. God told Joshua, march around the walls of Jericho one time a day for six days. On the seventh day, march around seven times and blow the trumpet and give a shout and the walls will come down. These are real people like you and I. And they heard that challenge. And they actually marched around the walls. And some of you tonight are going to begin to march around some new habits and, and new procedures in your life. Why would Joshua do this? I'll tell you why he did it. Because when he was a little boy, he watched God part the Red Sea. He watched the power of God bring water out of a rock. He watched when the people were starving, God bring manna down from heaven. So he had faith to believe that if God did that, then it makes sense to trust him with the patterns he's asking us to do today. I want to declare over your life tonight, the same God who parted the Red Sea, the same God that caused the wall of Jericho to fall, the same God that has smashed walls of addiction in other people's lives, the same God has restored marriages and, and brought breakthrough to others, is the same God that's telling you tonight to pick up some new habits. And to trust him. Because friends, when your same collides with his same, that's where the breakthrough comes. That's where the change comes. That's where the blessings of God come in your life. He is the God of the breakthrough. But you don't get the breakthrough for, through something shiny or new. You get it through doing the right same again and again and again. And God will come through for you again and again and again. Amen. Y'all receive this word tonight? Amen. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads? Father, as Pastor Jesse comes tonight to conclude this service, Father, I pray that among this wonderful crowd here tonight that people would do some really hard work 
and begin to establish some patterns, some new things in their life. Lord, that's going to bring them to the destiny you have for their life. I thank you for the ears that have heard this word tonight. I pray that it would not go void, Lord, but it would return much fruit in the lives of these people and to destiny, rather eternity church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.